Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey Pastor, how you doing today? Doing great, Chase. Great, excited to continue this conversation on the Shepherd Talk podcast. Thankful for those that are listening. Yes. Um, Just thankful for the opportunity to continue to talk through things that are on your heart and things that we as people here at Ridgecrest can continue to seek and be obedient to when it comes to following Jesus. And today we want to talk about time with the Lord, time in the Word, time in prayer, those kind of things. A lot of times, Pastor, from the pulpit and even in your writings and things we've talked about, you talked about how important um, that is. So speak to that just for a minute as we kind of begin today. Well, um, I, I think time with the Lord's an essential if you're going to have a healthy uh, soul, you're going to have a healthy spiritual life. Uh, you can't, the, the, the essence of, of knowing God is uh, found in spending time with Him, you know. And so you can't be healthy spiritually or in any relationship where you're not spending time together. And because the direction and instruction uh, of God is so important for our life, uh, it is uh, essential that we are spending time with Him so we can get that direction and clarity for things uh, in our life. So um, I, I don't think you can substitute anything in your relationship with God uh, for spiritual time alone with God. So for a person, Pastor, that is just trying to figure this out, what would you say very first kind of tip, thought on where do you start spending time with the Lord? Well, and that's a good question, Chase, because a lot of people, when they hear that concept, especially if they haven't had or cultivated a time with the Lord, it's kind of spooky to them. They think, well, that's something, you know, Pastor Ray can do or uh, Chase can do or, you know, somebody that's in a a called kind of uh, ministry. But so it's a little intimidating, but it's really a simple thing. Um, and I don't want to minimize it, but I want to I, I want to suggest that uh, that time alone with God is almost as simple as a conversation. You and I are having a conversation. That's it right. is getting in that conversation. God has already spoken to us in His Word, right? And so every time we open the Scripture, uh, God is speaking to us. Henry Blackaby uh, said that some years ago in one of his resources. God is speaking to us if we understand the book is divine. But we don't. that doesn't mean we have to understand it all, uh, but we need to understand that it is God's Word. And so I need His instruction. I need it today. And consequently, uh, I, instead of being intimidated, I go to it as a, a seeker. God, would you reveal yourself to me in some way? So it's not that intimidating. The other part of that is, um, a lot of times people think, oh, uh, uh, spending time with God, uh, what do I say, what do I do? And we can talk about some of the logistics here in a moment. But uh, part of the intimidating thing is they, they think, well, spending time with God means huge amounts of time, and they feel like, I don't have huge amounts of time. Right. Um, but just starting, just de- cultivating the habit is the key. And the only way you can cultivate the habit is to begin. And that may mean beginning with just five or ten minutes just to begin uh, that process and let it grow. And, uh, and as you cultivate that relationship, you'll find yourself saying, this isn't enough time. I've got to have more time with God. Yeah, that's so good. So when you think about time, let's just talk a little more specific for that for a second. For you, 
what works in the mornings, in the evenings? How a lot of different people have different thoughts on this. What is this in your mind uh, beneficial for somebody just starting when it comes to the time to do it? And then talk a little bit more about again timing of yeah. how long. And that's a good question too, uh, because some people say, "Well, I can't, I can't do it in the morning." My personal habit is morning. Right. That's because number one, uh, I like to start my day uh, that way. Number two, I am most alert in the morning. Number three, when I come home in the evening, as most people are, they're tired. Right. And uh, I think Jesus should get the best part of our day, not the last part of our day. It's okay to spend time with him at night, don't get me wrong, or in the evening. But our systems are winding down. I think that's why the scripture said, the psalmist said, early Mm -hmm. will I seek you. Mm -hmm. The Bible says of Jesus that in the morning, you know, before it was light, he went off into a solitary place to be with God. Right. So I think there's some, uh, at least... uh, there's some pattern in the scripture to say, begin a day instead of saying, I'm not going to do it in the morning. I'm going to wrap it up in the evening. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm a night owl. <laughs> and, and I understand it. Look, if it's better for you to do it at night and you can be consistent and cultivate a habit and, and you can carve out that time at night, then do that. For example, a lot of these young moms, they say, look, man, I've got these kids Right. And they decide when my day starts. (laughs) And once that happens, you know. And so for some of them, actually, it may be an evening time because get the kids down and then they can relax, maybe sit down with something, uh, you know, a cold uh, soft drink or something like that, a cup of coffee maybe for them, I don't know, and just relax and spend time with the Lord. The key is, the most important key is carve out time and protect that time. Yeah, that's so good. I've heard somebody recently, pastor, say when we put things on our calendars and our phone or on our planners or whatever, we keep those commitments. We keep right. those times. If we have a doctor's appointment, we're there. Um, our same mindset, even more, should be in that same direction for this time with the Lord. I heard somebody recently say that. Put it on your calendar, make it a part of your day. Um, and I know in your planner, you you write down things like that to help you remember yeah. that. Well, here's the way. And that's a very good thing because we remind ourselves about the things that are important to us and maybe to help cultivate a habit, you might need to put it on your phone or something. But the the thinking is where it starts. We have to understand the priority of it. And a lot of folks, uh, the reason they have difficulty cultivating time with the Lord is they do something with the best of intentions. They say, okay, when can I work that time into my schedule today or tomorrow? And that's kind of a backwards approach because there's always something to, right. to, to eat up time that you have worked into your schedule. So if it becomes a priority, doctors a priority. Right. So if your quiet time becomes a priority, build it in there and then build your schedule around that. I heard a story years ago about Billy Graham and the President of the United States called him. They did from time to time. The President of the United States now right. calls Billy Graham. <laughs> Uh, and uh, gets his secretary, and his secretary uh, is uh, asked, uh, this is the, the president's calling, the president's secretary is calling, right. the secretary of Billy Graham, and says, uh, the president would like to speak with Dr. Graham. And Graham's secretary said, he's not available. And um, and so, you know, that's kind of a ego thing. You know, president's yeah. calling, you've been, no, I'm yeah. sorry. 
And so uh, she persisted again and said, do you understand this is present calling? Right. And uh, Graham's secretary said, yes, ma'am, I understand that. And I'll be happy to have Dr. Graham return your call, but he is unavailable right now. And so the, they disconnected. And, um, but she made it known that this is offensive to the president. Even though they were friends, this is offensive to the president that he'd be put off. So Dr. Graham did call back. And when he called back, the president said, uh, you know, Billy, I'm not used to being put on hold. Right. And Graham said, Mr. President, I understand that. But he said, I was spending time with the Lord. And he said, I, I would assume anything that you need to talk with me about would be, it would be most helpful for me to have been with my Heavenly Father before I try to give you counsel or uh, respond to you. And so I thought, wow, that nice. taught me something years ago. I thought how important it is to spend that time with the Lord. The key is to the way you think, you got to think this is priority, and then you build your schedule around it. Yeah, that's a great, great story, Pastor. Let's talk now components of this. What are things, how does this look? What do you do to begin with? Where do you go from there? How do you end? I mean, I know there's not a maybe a right or wrong, but there are key components to time with the Lord. Well, one of the things years ago I changed about my time with the Lord, and that is I, I had become very legalistic with it. Okay, these are five things, and if I don't do these five things, I have not had uh, an effective time with the Lord. And I, uh, eventually I realized, man, I'm, I'm, I'm almost pharisaical in this. Right. And so I began to, to mellow, you might say, in those things and think, what is, what is the purpose of this? The purpose of this is relational. It's, the purpose. it's not to check something off the list. It's right. relational. And so my approach has been, for a number of years, is I have, I have a couple of things with me. I have any prayer needs that I'm going to be praying for that day. I have a journal. I keep my Bible with me and uh, for the prayer portion as well as the study portion. And so, uh, what I the component those are kind of the physical components, and then the the I guess the more um, uh, esoteric components are. I calm myself down first. That's a hard thing to do, right? You know, your mind is racing. By the way, also I also just keep a piece of paper usually with me because your mind starts getting cluttered by the things and you think I'm going to forget that. I need to. Uh oh, I think the devil loves to do that. I was about to say, yeah, exactly. And so I will take that paper and I just write it down, scribble it down, and then I go back and put it in into my routine or schedule or whatever. But it first starts with calming ourselves down. The Bible says, "Be still and know that I am God." Dude, we're coming into His presence. And I years ago I began to think, think presence. You're coming into the presence of the Creator of the universe. So try to calm yourself down by understanding just what's going on here. Right. The second thing is I personally start by saying uh, a little prayer, something to the effect of, Lord, would you reveal yourself to me? And uh, I don't just want it to be clinical. Okay, I'm here. Speak to me so I can go on. But, Lord, would you reveal yourself to me? Moses said in uh, uh, Exodus, uh, uh, Lord, would you show me who you are so that I might know you more deeply? What a great prayer. Right. And so calm yourself and then say, Lord, you know, I want you, I, I, I want you to reveal yourself. And then I begin in Scripture. I have a routine about Scripture. So uh, typically I work through a book. I'll take a few verses, and sometimes it may be one or two. And I'll take those verses, and I will uh, read and meditate on whatever that section, where I sense. Sometimes it may be a chapter I may read. Um, 
But the importance is not the quantity. It's the quality of that time That's in the good. Word of God. And so I'll do that. Uh, and then uh, I will often use devotional books. I have some favorite devotional books. And I will, after I've spent time in the Word, making notes right. in my journal about things that may be uh, worth noting, then I will, as a last part of that time in Scripture, I will use a companionship of a, a devotional. I love streams in the desert. I love my utmost for his highest. I will usually work one additional one in um, just as supplemental things. Sometimes they coincide with what I've read, and sometimes they don't, but the, the content is just really powerful, I think. But I don't use those, and here's a danger, Chase. A lot of people... They substitute time in the Word for time in the devotion book. And that's why I say the, the order is important. Right. Uh, you may get a passage out of the devotional book that you want to use or pursue, but pursue the Word of God first and let a devotional be a supplemental thing on the backside. A lot of people never actually crack their Bibles. They just crack their devotional. Yeah. And so let it be a supplemental support to your time in the Word, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And then, then when I move beyond that, uh, I move into prayer. I pray the Word sometimes. I pray Scripture sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, things that I have jotted down. Uh, I have some things right here in front of me that I jotted down that I prayed for on top of some other things I regularly pray for uh, yesterday. So my list may change from day to day. Right. And, and so I'll do that. I'll uh, take that list. Uh, I will keep uh, the Word of God with me because I will oftentimes go back and forth between praying the Word and praying from my list, that sort of thing. So that's some of the elemental kinds of things that I do uh, in my time with the Lord. Uh, make it personal. The keys are the Word of God, talking to God in prayer. A journal's a great thing just for notes. You don't right. have to put your life in there, but just for notes that God teaches, things that jump out from the passage. And you'll be surprised. You'll quickly go from 5 or 10 minutes to 15, 20, 25, 30 and say, man, i got to carve out more time. Right. Pastor, I remember um, a situation for me. You talked about making it personal. For a long time, I was in that same legalistic mindset of it had to be this type of way. And then Collins came along, who is now our six-year-old. And uh, you talked about young moms earlier, you know, in the life of a little baby, there's nothing that's the same every day. And so I remember rocking Collins to sleep one night at like 3 a.m. in the morning and uh, thinking God is speaking to me then and saying, just you can talk to me and spend time with me right now just as much as you can mm -hmm. at a certain mm -hmm. other time of the day and just how relational it should be yeah. that time yeah. uh, with him. Let's uh, wrap up today, Pastor, with you mentioned the enemy earlier, and the reality is anytime we are seeking the Lord in a way, the enemy does want to um, attack in that and bring distractions. And you talked about yeah. kind of calming yourself um, in a world full of distractions. Let's just kind of end with practical tips on kind of fighting those distractions, whether that's a cell phone, whether that's just something else around you, just practical thoughts on kind of fighting those distractions. Yeah. Well, and, and boy, if you get serious about really knowing God, you're going to, you're going to be amazed at just common things that I think sometimes the devil will use. It doesn't mean they're bad things, but he use them, uh, to, to get you off track. Uh, you have to understand that this is spiritual war. It really is spiritual war. And so 
there are things that you can do to minimize that. For example, don't take your phone into a place. Number two, a place. Hmm. Yeah. Get you a place. Find a place where you say, this has become a sacred place. This is where I meet with, with God. Uh, it may, I don't know, it may, you may have to pull the bathroom door to and say, this is a place I'm going to meet with God. But find a place and say, this has become my sacred place with God. And this is what, and then, then you make, you, you understand, and some of this is trial and error as you cultivate your time with God. You begin to learn, every time I start spending time with the Lord, this happens, or this comes up, or this. So if you kind of get that feel, then you start saying, I know what's coming. Right. So it's why I said I keep a little sheet of paper mm -hmm. so I can write down when that does. And in time, what happens is there's nothing less uh, left for you to have to notate, and then you can focus on uh, that uh, specific time. So uh, what you do is you have to identify what are the distractions to me. Your distractions may be different than my distractions. Right. And in, in the course of life, you're a, you're a uh, young father and you've got a number of kids. And so that makes a difference in your ability to focus at times in certain places. Uh, and so you have to find where is the place where I can be with God without those distractions. And when I identify what the routine distractions of my life are, then how do I put together a game plan so I know this is going to kind of distract me. Here's what I'm going to do uh, to prevent that. And so, but you've got to identify what are my distractions. But I think a place is a huge thing. Uh, the Bible says Jesus went uh, away to a solitary place. Well, that, that uh, points to getting away where I won't be distracted by the pull of people uh, or the needs of the disciples or the sick, and all of that kind of thing. Uh, you'll be better at whatever you need to do that day if you'll build that time and that place in your schedule. Yeah, that's so good, Pastor. Very, very practical thoughts on spending time with the Lord. It's so important. You know, recently I read a study by LifeWay that said the number one thing that showed on a spiritual discipline for the life of a person after high school that kept them faithful in the church was their regular Bible intake and time in the Word. And so there's no question. And again, we kind of started with that, but I reiterate that is that there's no substitute for the believer. There's no substitute for spending time with God. There's just none, including I've, I've been in ministry over 40 years, and it is still essential, not so I can preach. It is essential so I can stay connected to our Heavenly Father. What, what are you saying to me? And so there's just no substitute for it. Yeah, very good. Well, as we finish today, Pastor, I know there was another leadership resource that you wanted to make available to our listeners. Yeah, it's uh, entitled Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, and uh, it's a it's just a small resource like we've been offering in the past podcast, and uh, it's just some, some things that you can think on, three things that you can think on and uh, that will help you uh, battle spiritual discouragement. Everybody gets discouraged, and this resource, I think, will be um, a help, just a brief help to think, what, what, what do I do? How do I think when that discouragement comes? 
And uh, you can have that by uh, simply uh, connecting with us at Shepherd Talk uh, and, uh, or calling our uh, office here, uh, shepherdtalk.org, and uh, we can get you uh, these free uh, resources. I hope you'll uh, contact us for that. That's this, uh, this week's podcast uh, resource. Thanks again for those that are listening, and we would love to hear from you and all that God is doing in your life. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.